Wub One, it's the review of new podcast <laughs> with DJ and Evan. Yeah. <laughs> back in back in the saddle, as uh, as my uh, co-host said a couple of moments ago, uh, ready to talk some more about some movies. And uh, you know, we started off with Kevin Smith, who we went to the Wayne's Brothers, you know, to talk about them, and now we're on to a new legacy, onto a, a a new pioneer in comedy. Uh, one, one would say, a, a one Mr. Sasha Baron Cohen. And, uh, this is, uh, an artist that I do believe you have, uh, a history with, which is one of the reasons, uh, the unexpected reasons why I chose to do it, because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's someone that I kind of, like, you know, was into when I was a kid, and then, like, I remember having a conversation with you and just being like, what? <laughs> like, you really are into this person, dude? So, you know, let, let's kick it off uh, with, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, relation to this uh, uh, artist. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Sasha Baron Cohen a lot. I don't always like everything he does. Uh-huh. But and I that's a, what this is all about. I bet, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of respect for him. I need to finish watching that um, Netflix series the he's Who's in. Who's America? I, yeah, no, 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 no. The, uh, he's playing, um, it's something about uh, the origins of, of um, Israel, actually, oh, and wow. he's playing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like him a lot, and I, I think he's very funny. Although I don't, I don't always love all of mm-hmm. everything he does. But um, but yeah, and and I will just say that I, I'm not even gonna bother with the thirst corner. The whole thing would be given over to thirst corner, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, no, I I've got a, a lot of admiration for him. I like, I, I I mean, obviously, like I saw Borat when it came out, and. Like everybody else, just had pretty much had it memorized uh, yeah. in high school. Man, but like this movie, I like. Well, the Borat movie when it came out, it was like this thing where it was like, I remember someone talking about, oh hey, there's Borat sightings of this guy, and everyone just being like, uh, what? Who's this vaguely Middle Eastern looking guy? It's supposed to be like some guy is like supposed to be commentary on you know what's going on because i heard it's a comedy show and then it was like so quick where it was like i heard vague rumors of this character and then it was like this movie and then my friend told me to watch the show and then it was like i'd watch the show on hbo and it was just like holy shit like this is such an explosive concept that like no one had ever done like it had been doing it like so much better than you know anyone yeah. else i had seen doing the reality but comedy format of like a you know jackass or or michael moore you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah and i'm sorry this is completely unrelated to <laughs> sasha Cohen. i'm trying so hard not to crack up at donut donut is uh our other roommate's cat who is sitting in his lap and and he's stroking her like a super villain and this cat while talking about his background. Th- this is a magnificent cat. She is a gigantic ancient tuxedo cat she with is like a with Gene like Simmons. two inch fangs and like a three inch tongue that is constantly hanging out of her mouth. And she was just sort of scratching herself and had like one side of her hair sticking up. And and Dora has cannon voices. Sounds like this. <laughs> so she's sitting here going, "Yeah, yeah. I just don't mind me. I'm just listening to you guys." There's a word for that for for like when you like do the voice of your pet, but I can't remember. I, what it was. I don't know, but that's yeah. yeah. Donut Donut has a cannon voice, and she is she's sitting here bluffing at the microphone and and looking concerned. She, she just happened to be here like as I was uh, setting up things like an hour or so ago, and like. She was just already in my room as I came back, and then she just never left. So I was like, 
She's, All right, I guess she's just here now. <laughs> she's a lab cat. She's just very you funny might and distracting. Hear her yeah, she's she's very purry. Uh, so anyway, sorry. I, I back to Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, back, back, uh, we're back in the back in the saddle. Yes, <laughs> with our deviations about our cats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was actually so you know I was actually trying to figure out how we would technically like talk about this and how we'd go about it because. Uh, well, first of all, just because, like, it's not a movie like we typically do, but also because you had apparently not watched the first season or something like well, that. Well, okay, so let me ask you, when you, what you watched, was that in widescreen with, uh, was it, was it in, like, a wider screen format, and it was in Britain, and there was, like, a segment on this, this big stage where he had, like, like, there was a big stage, and there was girls dancing around, and and were the guests mostly British or were they mostly American? They were mostly American, but uh, was did you see the chicken guy, the chicken farmer? The the guy who was like, I'm a veterinarian. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yes, okay, yes, no, yes. we watched the same season. Uh, okay, they, so we both. Well, because I thought it was like season one is the first was, six se- episodes. Right. Was so I no, it's actually season three, but it is mislabeled on a particular platform as oh. season one. <laughs> So, okay, so the Ali G show, uh, so Ali G is the character originated on a Channel 4, which mm-hmm. is this British comedy, like, that's where the Mighty Boosh uh, airs, uh, aired. Um, it originated on this Channel 4 show called The 11 O'Clock Show, and then he got his own show with it in the late 90s. Um, so the Ali G show uh, started out on Channel 4. It was on Channel 4 in Britain for one season, and then the next two seasons were on HBO, and they were filmed in America. And they, there were a couple segments, so I ended up watching then a little bit of season one, the actual season one, and there are a couple uh, segments where he is in America, or at least talking to Americans, but it's mostly in Britain. Um, and oddly enough, the production quality on season one seems a lot higher than the other two, mm. and all I can think is that possibly... They just used up a lot of the budget on him being in America. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like, I remember uh, just personally, first of all, just getting into the show just because, like, initially the ridiculousness of that Ali G character and, like, wearing the, uh, I mean, just, you know, just to tell Susan Shane the devil, he was wearing Wu-Tang clothes and I like Wu-Tang Clan. So, <laughs> so just that like, just immediately caught your eyes Exactly. Out. It was just like, oh, snap, hey, he was Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I remember, I, I wasn't super familiar with the Ali G show. I watched a few sketches on and off in college, because, I, I mean, I remember I remember seeing a few sketches when I was in college, but um, I was a lot more familiar with Borat from the movie, and then uh, I didn't see Bruno until, like, a year or two ago, I think. Mm. I remember seeing Bruno very recently. I, I, our family was still so swept up in... in uh... Borat fever that we were like, all right, we'll check out the, you know, yeah, yeah. we got to see what he does next, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and I will say, even though Ali G, I feel like, I mean, people are aware of the Ali G show, but Borat was the one that, you know, the really, like, because he had Ali G in the house, the movie come out before Borat. Yeah, and, and we should talk about that too, because I didn't, re- I saw that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I have not seen that yet, but Borat was the one that really, really, really took off and kind of launched him mm-hmm. in a big way. Um, and then Bruno, I think, because it came after Borat, people were paying a little bit more attention because it was 
oh, well, that's the guy who did Borat. Um, so Ali G is, even though he's the kind of central character in the show that started all of it, um, I feel like a little bit lesser known, at least to Americans. Yeah. But I find him the easiest to watch of all mm. of the three. So the the show, for anybody who hasn't seen it, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this, but <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched any of the L.E.G. show, there are three characters that Sasha Baron Cohen plays, and the show's divided up into segments featuring each one. So there's Ali G, who's the main character, who's this chav who is canonically white mm -hmm. but like constantly he'll say stuff like is it because i'm black and yeah and, and you know? <laughs> he speaks in a jamaican patois yeah and it's this like this british wigger in this way that i always thought was immediately interesting because it was like from my angle in america it was always like okay we see how the white guy who's acting black acts mm -hmm. but it, it was kind of like a culture shock for me it's like because in britain there's a specific jamaican influence mm -hmm. that happens over there and so it's like oh if there would be a jamaican if there would be a, a british dude acting black over there there would it be would more be that of that Caribbean, element into it yeah, yeah, yeah and so i thought that was kind of interesting of like how the shades of that sort of like you know cultural like you know appropriation yeah, sort yeah. Of works you know what i mean um but yeah, you know, it, it's that sort of like, oh yeah, you know, I, I talk with with the British accent, but you know, it's very clearly like it, it influenced by this like Jamaican patois thing. But there's the obvious joke of like, no, this guy isn't really like this. And actually the joke is on these type of people who try to yeah. like pretend to be black. I, I you know what I mean? I think this was on season three. I think it was on this one where he's, did you see him talking to Andy Rooney? Uh, yes, I oh, did. Oh, God. And so he's like... Cause so, <laughs> it was the very so, last thing. you know, and, and I I felt bad for... Like, I will say part of the reason... <laughs> that, you kind of feel bad for Yeah, so... Well, no, I didn't feel bad for Andy Rooney. I felt bad for Ali G. Because oh. what I will say is, like, Ali G of the three characters... You know, Borat is obviously a horrendous person. <laughs> Borat is just disgusting. He's just a horrible person. Yeah, yeah. And Bruno's a pretty awful person also. Mm. But Ali G, despite, like... Once in a while, he'll say something that's like, oh... But he seems like generally yeah. very sweet and like his heart. the guy who's trying to understand, right? But because he was raised in a place that was like maybe you know yeah. wasn't really like you know like uh, 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 pressing the idea of being progressive. Like he's still new to the idea, yeah. so maybe he's well, still he, using Ali, the language. You know, Ali G is like he's like that. I think it was a Pat Oswald joke where he was talking about how exactly. you can have somebody using very sort of um, you know enlightened sounding language and being very bigoted and you can have some redneck going like i don't care what you know i don't care mm. what them queers do they they it, can get married like you know and and ali g is kind of that where he's like you know i don't want to offend any gay lords who are watching because specifically the slang that there right, is they're like, for like, like these derogatory gay lords lessons because it's like it was exactly to your point when you said it's like He's trying, but like that's right. What he but he's <laughs> but his whole thing is that he's very sweet, and his whole you know like the joke in all of Borat's sketches are that he's being horrifically offensive and seeing how far he can push it, or mm -hmm. even getting people to agree. Bruno's yeah. whole joke, and Bruno's my least favorite because Bruno's whole thing also, is being yeah, my least favorite. Bruno's yeah. whole thing is being this over the top, uh, sexually aggressive, offensive gay stereotype. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whereas, like, Borat basically is racist and misogynistic and gets people to um, go along with that and expose themselves, 
But Bruno, just his whole thing seems to be like, I'm going to be really gay and hit on these straight guys and make them mad. And it's like, but they're not wrong to be angry that you're being really sexually aggressive with them so yeah, it's not like you're that one does work the least because of that exactly. right because I, I feel like the idea there was like oh exposing homophobes or something but it was like it's really just like no 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 if if you're like grinding on a guy without yeah. his permission that's, now, yeah. there was one or two like at the end of an episode where it would be like okay that guy is probably like really homophobic but yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I don't talk about the gay people they, they're not around me I don't know who right. they are I mean there are you know. genuine homophobes but it's kind of it just muddies the waters because of the way that he comports himself in that role yeah but, like as a, someone who's already being aggressive towards yeah, yeah. The but, but Ali G you know Ali G is kind of the for me the most watchable because I'll admit mm-hmm. and it sounds weird because I really like Sasha Bowen Cohen but I, I'm generally not super into cringe humor and Ali G is kind of the least cringy because he's sweet and his whole thing is he's just dumb and he makes these sort of you know Amelia Bedelia-esque jokes of like you know the like (laughs) why you can blame the euthanasia for killing people like yeah yeah so so basically uh, as I was writing my notes I was like this show is basically the social issue version of Jackass where the experiment is about giving people the opportunity to be racist or hateful Mm -hmm. by like using like by having this foreign character who is like oh my culture is different and we do this and saying the thing that's offensive well they're like the gated community sketch have you seen Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh, uh, but well, what I wanted to say to your to your other point of like Ali G and how he's like, you know, uh, one guy's like, uh, you know, I do homeopathic medicine. One of the guys is interviewing, and he's going like, you know, he says like, when people are sick, you figure out how to cure them. And he's like, yo, I, you know, I think it's wrong to say that them people is, uh, you know, it's wrong to say that you know, gay lords are sick, man. They just have a different way of life of living yeah. than us, you know. Yeah, and yeah. like he's joking on the play on words, but like the joke is that. Like, he actually is trying to be nice. He's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why I, like, I kind of enjoy Ali G the most because it's, you know, it's just kind of sweet and silly. And even though he talks to some people who, in my opinion, are pretty bad people. Yeah. And, it is one of those things, like, as soon but, as you see their name, you're just like, oh, yeah, that person? But, but he also talks to people like a chicken farmer. And, you know, and, and it's just sort of sweet and enjoyable in that way. And, uh... You know, and whereas Borat's much more like, and I enjoy Borat. Well, I won't say I enjoy, like, mm. like I find Borat Get more out of Borat. Yeah, maybe? like he's got a he's got more substance. Like those segments have more su- uh, more substance to them, but it's also like I, I'm just sort of cringing through the entire Borat <laughs> sketch. So the the gated community one, and I feel like I literally said a couple days ago and this is my hot take that I think gated mm, community gated community should be illegal because I, I just think it's fucked up that a bunch of rich white people can like put a fence around a neighborhood and be like this is ours you can't just be here and um, <laughs> and so and the gated community uh, there's a sketch where Borat is talking to this real estate agent uh, trying to buy a house in a gated community, and he just straight up says, and, you know, by the way, the camera guy is, like, this is not hidden camera. There's a camera yeah. guy. Some of this stuff does you. are like, you Very know? clearly, right. Like, some of these people, or, like, the there was a guy who owns a nightclub in Miami who... This was a Bruno sketch, and he was like, so what do you do when someone comes up with a wheelchair? And he's just like, oh, you know, we just ignore them and try to hope they don't come in. He just said that on camera. Um, not hit. But so Borat's talking to this real estate agent. He goes, "My wife, she's scared of the chocolate face, you know." And and the real estate agent just 
you know, is like, oh, well, you know, if there were any here, they'd be, you know, not like the rest of them. They and, were, um, and it was like, oh, my God. And it was just like, you do you do you realize you're being filmed? Like, and it's one of those things like you're like, saying the quiet part out loud. But it's the weird thing where it's just like, do you realize what you're saying? Like, because it seems like this is like, no, 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 those type of violent uh, and, people wouldn't be here. But it's using that wording where it's like. The sort of plausible deniability of, well, we're just saying unsafe people wouldn't be here, but you know what we mean when we say yeah. it like that. Or, it's I mean, that side, this sort of thing, you and, know? And I think a lot of what the Borat sketches exposes are not necessarily, um, and I feel like uh, one thing that Sasha Baron Cohen said in an interview about the about the whole Borat shtick is he said what it exposes is that a lot of time racism is a result of just sort of dumb lazy conformity mm. as much as frothing hatred and i feel like you see that um mm-hmm. so much or, or not always even conformity but just sort of unexamined you know like the yeah unexamined with, bias. like the wine tasting there's a wine tasting sketch where borat's tasting wine and of course there's all these old white guys and <laughs> the waiter is black and he comes up and serves the wine and then oh, walks man. away and borat says something about oh that's your slave and the and the guy's like no 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 we don't have slaves anymore and that's and 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 Borat says something he kind of he kind of goads him into saying well that's good for them it's not good for you yeah 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 and the guy was just like yeah I guess it's not good for us and it was just like and you could tell that this isn't something that he's thought about and it's and I think that kind of thing is is really important to be aware of because so often our popular culture treats racism and sexism and homophobia and other Mm. kinds of bigotry as if they only count when it's somebody who's just this like frothing rabid Mm -hmm. hateful clansman type who wants to like murder everybody and it's like no i mean there are so many people who have bigotry that's just the obvious version of that that you know they're not hateful like that i'm sure that guy doesn't hate that waiter he just they grew up in a place where this was normalized and so it's like oh i guess these people are And, and being able to say hey this is here and it doesn't mean that you're some kind of horrible inhuman monster, but it means that this is not okay and mm. we need to be aware of it and think about it instead of just going, well, they're not a horrible inhuman monster and therefore it doesn't count. Yeah, and the way I think about it is, like, I don't try to think about watching the show in terms of that individual is bad. I try to think of it in terms of, like, oh, yeah, in an environment where someone is in front of someone that's allowing them to, like, you know, expose their bias... That is showing how this is, like you said, within, like, you know, our culture and within people. And, like, so, yeah, like, as I watch the show, I don't think, oh, look at that person that is a jackass. I think of, like, oh, yeah, this is what can happen right. when someone pokes at that. You yeah, know because what I mean? most of the people on the show are nobodies. Like, most yeah. of the people on the show are just randos. And <clears throat> it would be pointless to be, like, here's this random bad individual. It, and even when the person is somewhat more prominent... So I want to talk about actually the Broadwater. I think James Broadwater. I might be getting yes. That. Yeah. So so there is a Republican. Um, I think he's. I, I'm probably getting all the details wrong. He's running mm-hmm. for office in Mississippi. I want to say, and and um, and Borat's going around campaigning with him, and he's asking him about religion, and he says, you know, I'm Christian, and um, and he's asking him, and basically pushes him into saying that. Jews will all go to hell for not being Christian. Oh my God! I could. It was one of those and, moments where it's just like I paused. I was like, "Did did that just say what I think you just uh, said?" You know. And the thing is, it's like, um, 
that like okay yes here's this individual he's not running for president he's not important really and even though he is somewhat more prominent being a politician running for office the point is this attitude is common and Mm -hmm. i think and one thing i will say is like also I'm of too much, so like, uh, Dan. The, the specific question so, is like, uh, would they go to heaven or hell? And he says, I would say they'd have to go to hell. Like, right. that's how he says and, it. And Dan Savage, the sex advice columnist who is gay, uh, he once, like, he actually changed his tune on this because he used to say, like, I don't care if you think I'm going to hell. I don't believe in hell, so it doesn't hurt me, whatever. I don't care. But then he started thinking about it differently and he said, you know, I don't believe in hell. I'm not scared I'm going to go to hell. But if you're telling your kids I'm going to hell... It's indicative of mindset, it's, right? It's, like, it's training them to think I'm evil for mm-hmm. being gay. And as a Jew, um, you know, I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in the Christian idea of hell. But, you know, so I'm not, like, theologically scared of that. But it also, if people are going around saying Jews are going to hell, which, you know, even the Pope has said, you know, <laughs> like, of course, these people aren't, aren't Catholic generally, but, um, you know, if you're going around saying Jews are going to hell, like, it doesn't matter if Jews don't believe in hell, you're still basically saying, no matter how much I, I'm going to act like I respect you and like you, I still believe in my heart of hearts that you're going to be tormented for all eternity. It is, it is normalized for, that these people are less and, than human because they will be punished. Right, and I read a follow-up that actually kind of made my blood boil mm. in that this guy posted on his website, I think on his campaign website after the episode came out, uh, he was like, basically ranting and railing about how Dally G Show needed to be taken off the air, and then he says... I'm a friend to Israel. And that pissed me oh, off so fucking much. Not because, like, <coughs> I'm not going to even get into my politics mm. here because I really fucking hate when people automatically think because you're Jewish you need to, mm. like, be grilled on your position on Israel. But regardless, the point is Israel is a country. Mm. Israel is a country. Israel contains many Jews. But not all the Jews. <laughs> Far from, and um, and what really pisses me off is when a certain type of quote unquote Christian right mm. politician, mm. Um, you know, and this is you know you see this from politicians a lot or from people on the quote unquote Christian right, and um, when they say stuff about Israel as a deflection against anti-Semitism because. Israel is a country. Israel is a country that many American Republicans like for all kinds of reasons that have mm-hmm. nothing to do with Jews. And there are that some political right, but yeah. there are also some Christians who like it on a theological basis. That's really disturbing. Yeah, and, and it informs their right. Politics. And I'm going to say, take thing. a moment to say hashtag not all Christians. Yeah. My, my mother. No, but like I've been looking you know, up about it recently. It's like it's yeah. disgusting. Right. So like you know, again, hashtag not all Christians. My mother is a Christian. She does not think this, mm-hmm. but. Um, but there are many Christians who love Israel and want all the Jews to get back to Israel so that then the apocalypse can happen. Yeah, and it's like... And <laughs> because as part of, like, end times prophecies. And the hypocrisy, the galling hypocrisy to meet the charge of, hey, you said Jews are all going to hell with, I'm a friend to Israel. It's like, okay, so you like... 
this country that exists on the other side of the world. I like the thing that I can use and for that may, the end times Right, thing. and that may <laughs> either be for political reasons that have uh-huh. nothing to do with religion, or it may be for you want all the Jews to go there so that the end times can happen and then all the Jews can go to hell. Mm. Or it may be a combination. Oh, but regardless, like, that fucking deflection of, like... You didn't say, I don't think Jews are going to burn in hell and be tormented for all eternity for mm-hmm. being Jews. So, anyway. It's the sideways <laughs> speak. That, but, but, but saying stuff like that, that always pissed me off. Because it's that sideways speak that allows you to say, no, I like that country that the Jewish people are supposed to like that I like for the specific political right. and theological reasons that I have that has nothing to do with actually liking them. Because it's for that purpose. Through which, when I say, as J- uh, James Broadman, mm-hmm. I want Jews to go to hell, that is part of the plan of, like, you know what I'm saying? I can say that I like Israel because that's part of the thing where the Jews will go to hell after Right, the plan, yeah, and, you know, and yeah, out. I mean, that has been a long tangent, but, but, I, will, but I will circle like, around to say yeah. that I think that what's great about, and even though, again, I'm not super into cringe humor, and I do have a little trouble watching the Borat segments sometimes because they are so cringy, but I think what's so important about that is what he is brilliant at is getting um is getting people to just say this shit in an uncoded way. Yeah. He's you know, because they're dog whistling and saying stuff in coded ways all the time and getting them to just come out and say it and say the quiet part out loud, I think is so, so clever. And even though I find Ali G much more watchable and adorable and charming, the Borat segments are really, really where he gets to the meat of poignant. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there was a, well, this is a Bruno skit, mm-hmm. um, but he was talking to the gay conversion uh, preacher, yeah. which is uh, like one of those that, ones that as oh soon as you God, see the name that, you're just like... <laughs> that, I will say like that, that segment where he was getting this guy to go, but can you eat chocolate desserts? And okay, that is like, niche, niche. like If you want to eat chocolate that, in glorification of homosexuality. Which is the way he's a, uh, that's a niche niche. <laughs> but, but just saying like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, just the way he gets people to like randomly spout bad German. But, but, just, but just the fact that like, like it sort of so exposes this person who is like, if this thing is being done in relation to gayness, then you mm-hmm. can't do it. If you're eating chocolate in relation to gayness, then you don't do it. And it's like, why are you even thinking about chocolate? Right. And <laughs> and I, I will also say something that, you know, and I want to head this off by saying that I think that the all homophobes are secretly gay thing is really tired and obviously yeah. not true and problematic, but... I'll, but I don't think all homophobes are secretly gay, but I do think the people who view homosexuality as a temptation that must be constantly resisted exactly. are probably at least a little gay. I'm going to just say <laughs> this right now. As like a straight guy, like my whole life. Have like, you ever up, felt like super tempted I, by the dick? That's like, what I'm saying. Like you ever see a dick and you're like, Jesus like, help me. I just oh, like, want to just didn't matter and so right. when these preachers have the logic of like when you hear like you must resist the sin of the gay man in the flesh and it's just like but it's not an it's issue not a tem- right. because and I'm so, just not and into what, it and what I loved was when Bruno offers to give him a lap dance and he says would you like would you get turned on if I gave you a lap dance and he says no because it's against the word of God right. he so, yeah. and he claims to be straight he says he's not a converted gay He's, he's not never- because I don't want to do it but because the Rule, them's the rules. That's right. why I'm not agreeing. Right. With it. Yeah. So I mean that that segment, and I will say in Bruno's defense, as much as I have some issues with the way that character operates, and and with the way some of those sketches operate, um, 
I remember, and this is outside of the context of the LAG show, but he was on, um, I think this was in promotion for the Bruno movie. He was on the Howard Stern show. Howard Stern said something, like, pretty stupid and homophobic, and it was the... Um, in the in the sort of like you know oh like all gay guys are gonna take any cock that comes their way or whatever mm. um i don't remember the specifics but it was kind of dumb and homophobic and i feel like he was saying it to sasha baron cohen who is straight with that sort of wink wink nudge nudge thinking he would go along with it and sasha in character as bruno basically shut it down in a mm. way that was really funny but also shut it down and was like and and made howard stern look stupid and mm. i was so I, I think that even though he does lean into a lot of these gay stereotypes, it's not lazy. I think yeah. he misses the mark a lot, but it's not mm -hmm. lazy. It's not like, yeah, exactly. It, it is smarter than a, uh, it, it, it has the like crassness of a jackass, but it is more cleverly concocted than I think a Michael Moore film or, or Michael Moore, uh, uh, well, he had a TV show at one point mm -hmm. where he also kind of did the shtick of like, I'm going, you know, Michael Moore here, just a, you know, average guy going out, you know, blue collar guy going out to interview uh, uh, such and such, uh, you know, billionaire when he didn't expect it or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, like that was usually a stick ambush, you know, a politician or something like that. Right. But the difference is, it's like. Sasha Baron Cohen is funny. Like right. he is and a very funny person. And who he's knows. making these characters who serve specific purposes, and he's taking it to he's taking it to a, a, an extreme. And like I get very uh, surprised sometimes the the degree to which people like. I think what was funny about the Andy Rooney bit. So I he was. Ali G, as Ali G, interviewing mm -hmm. Andy Rooney, and Andy Rooney was being a dick. Yeah. Like, he was, like, basically, so Ali G was saying, like, does you think, and Andy Rooney kept going, do you think? That's English. And I was like... That was such a dumb thing. Like, like he was... a dumb old white guy, you know, like, oh, uh, you're wanting uh, to speak our language right. Like, right, like, yeah, <laughs> being, being the, the, you know... The pedantic guy, because that's what just, makes me right. Uh, right, and, and it was just really obnoxious. It's like, you know what he's saying. Yeah, Get the fuck over him, it. Like... And just kept interrupting to correct his grammar and just being a dick. Yeah. And then, like, th like, two or three sentences in, basically was like, I'm done, I'm done, and canceled the interview. <laughs> and it was literally because he... It was so bizarre because Andy Rooney basically shut the whole thing down two or three sentences in because Ali because Ali G didn't have perfect grammar. <laughs> and I'm like, literally you have people sitting there like putting up with the most insane, <laughs> over the top ridiculousness from all three characters and Andy Rooney couldn't handle him saying, Does you think? <laughs> I'm like, Dude. I, I, don't you think it's a bit racialist? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I loved um what was the where he was talking to he was talking to somebody and said something about like how it was racist that they only cast black people as slaves in movies. <laughs> And, the, and and it was Gore Vidal. He was talking to Gore Vidal, and Gore Vidal said, well, there weren't any white slaves. And he goes, wasn't well, that a bit racial? <laughs> like, I, I, yes. Yes. That, that Gore Vidal, the interview with Gore Vidal was so funny because Gore Vidal started out looking so uncomfortable like uh, he's sitting there looking like a stuffed corpse like like just looking like he's about to rocket out of his chair and um and yet he ended up having just this very pleasant interview with him and um 
And he kept getting him mixed up with Vidal Sassoon and asking about him cutting hair and stuff. And he was just like, oh, you know, I've met him. He's a very nice man, but no, I don't cut hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, going back to the gay, gay conversion preacher. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, there's always these sort of quotes that, like, these type of, like, I just want to say grifter preachers, like, you know what I'm saying? They're always, like, saying stuff where it's just like, you're, that didn't make sense what you just said, or that's not, like, related to what you're talking about. So, uh, you know, Bruno's like, uh, so if Freddie Prince Jr. came in here right now and was crawling on all fours, he wouldn't, you know, do anything. And the preacher's like, the book of Job says that Job would not put any worthless thing before his eyes and that he would not look upon a virgin. Right. It's just like, what? That yeah. didn't even answer the question. He doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't say, um, like, yeah, he no, doesn't because say, I'm not gay. I'm just not attracted to men, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I mean, obviously like anybody who, I mean, not everybody, but I, you, you would think that somebody who thinks that doing gay conversion is a good idea or, or something worth trying to do is somebody who, you know, who views being gay as a temptation that should be resisted and somebody who was genuinely straight would like you know just like i mean and again obviously there are lots of heterosexual homophobes and probably some heterosexual people who do conversion therapy but that particular attitude of you know you shouldn't be gay because it's wrong yeah, you this bible verse uh, this art this rule says that i can't do that so i'm not right you know right and but specifically the idea of like this bible passage which is like it doesn't even answer the question like it's just like oh if freddie prince jr this attractive guy came in uh well my answer would be job there's a bible story where job doesn't put any worthless thing before his eyes it's like what that doesn't yeah. answer anything and he wouldn't look upon a virgin I, Freddie Prince Jr. is an virgin. Like, what are you talking about? And, and they just sort of move on. But just like the fact that that was just like the way that guy answers that in such a tone deaf, like religion is my answer, but it, there's no actual content or anything that actually like is directly answering what he's saying, which makes it plain where it's just like, you're not even thinking about this. The idea for you is just, oh, uh, I don't need to think gay thought because this thing says gay is not real. You know? Yeah. Um, Oh, I had, a, I had a note in here that said uh, Seth Rogen was one of the writers in the show. That really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Interesting. I'm assuming uh, once it got onto HBO when it was the American edition. I, yeah, or? I think so. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I was that's watching. very interesting. Uh, then I saw, like, Daryl Gates being interviewed. Another name that made me go, like, wait, wasn't that the guy, like, the leader of, like, the LAPD in, like, the late 80s, early 90s? Like, during when yeah, shit was yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, like, whoa, how'd you get him? <laughs> um, oh, and I love the beginning of uh, the Ali G episode, uh, the second one, where he says, uh, you know, there's people that ain't even seen a black person before. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up so goddamn hard when I saw it. Oh, like, yeah. when I first saw it, like, that's the shit that, like, made me a fan. Well, Just and, like <laughs> and apparently, um, there was, I want to say it was the Oscars one year where he was there in character as Ali G, and, um, and he made some joke, I, I don't remember, it was something like, you know, why wasn't I invited, is it because I'm black? And, and apparently Dave Chappelle encouraged him to do that. <laughs> But the problem, but the problem was that a lot of like the joke works if you are familiar with the character, but yeah. if you don't know 
who the character is and you don't know that the character is supposed to be a white kid. See, it I, just looks like he's basically doing minstrelsy. What, what, what I also kind of thought about is like, because he, he does look like a light-skinned like, right. black guy. Although, like, the, he couldn't. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? For, for these like random people who don't know who he is. He's racially ambiguous yeah. enough. Or, you know, I... God, I just remember, like, though, the, the Andy Rooney segment right at the end, he says something about, is it because I'm black? And Andy Rooney looks at him and goes, you're black? You're black? <laughs> but I think it's specifically, like, I think there's, with all of these characters, there's an extra mix on it. Like, if it was just this white guy, like, it, it, as far as at least an American show goes, if it was just this white guy doing a black voice, like, I think that would be one thing, but it's the added extra of, like, the otherness of him being British. So, like, these American people being interviewed, like... They don't know how to take this guy. Right, You right. know what I mean? Like, Well, and, and the same thing with Borat. It's yeah. like if you had a, an American person, you know, just being as horribly offensive as Borat is, they would get shut down a lot sooner. Um, if, if for no other reason than the people would be like, oh, God, I don't want to look bad, mm-hmm. you know, by associating well, yeah. with this guy. But because he's a foreigner, people feel like they have this sort of like, oh, well, you know, I'm just being nice to this poor yeah. ignorant and, foreigner and, who doesn't and, know any better. And also this show's like, they assume this show's going to be on some like Afghani station somewhere right. in the Middle there's, East. There's like where, little yeah, tiny, watch this? well, yeah. this little tiny, like, ca- like little tiny Kazakh news station. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I do like the Bruno segments at some points when they're like, you know, when when they take down the fashion industry. Yeah. Oh, in my God. Capacity, that. You know? Oh, God. This was so painful, but so good. There's a segment <laughs> where he he's with the two guys doing this sort of like this like trash entertainment commentary show that I feel like was really big in the early 2000s. Yes. On E and right. You know. <laughs> where they're looking at, um, where they're looking at pictures of different celebrities and he's just telling them like, be meaner, be meaner, be meaner. And like, or they'll say like, Oh, I think she looks nice. And he's like, no, 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 be mean. And so they're like, Oh, she looks like a trash heap and just yeah. instantly switching. It- and the, the, and then they show Paris Hilton. Yeah, and they're like, oh. And they're well, like, oh, she looks look. so tacky. She's such a whore. She's such a bitch. And he goes, guys, guys, the Hilton's on this. And they're instantly like, what a lady. She is the epitome of just everything that a woman should be. Yeah. And just the absolute hypocrisy mm-hmm. of it. And uh, I remember there being one in particular, one interview uh, with this one fashion designer where, they, where they're like, uh, Oh yeah, we're uh, so you, it was like this fashion designer where they were wearing like trash bags or something like mm-hmm. that. And they're like, oh, so you have you know these people with the clothes for poor people, uh, but then you know it's like yeah, that's right, and you know th- so this costs like you know four hundred something something. Oh, so you take the poor people's clothes and then you make it so they can buy them. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's which like- is literally what happens. <laughs> like yeah. I remember that just being over like. Uh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, and that is something very strange in fashion that does seem to be the case is that like clothes that poor people wear out of necessity Mm. then trickle like trickle um, up. (laughs) Well, like baggy, like baggy clothing, like like in hip hop fashion was Mm -hmm. because you had kids who couldn't afford new clothes and had to mm-hmm. wear oversized clothes out of the secondhand box. Yeah, and partially jail and, culture of, like, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, and then, like, you know, you got, like, ripped jeans and flannel, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, wealthier people are looking at that and going, oh, that looks cool, and then now you pay, like, $300 for a pair yeah. of ripped up jeans. And, and it's not that, like, fashion isn't art and all that fun stuff, but it's, like, there is that, like, exploitation, direct exploitation element yeah. of it. 
Uh, we've been recording this, and Evan has been taking pictures of me. I, I'm taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I've been taking pictures of Donut in your lap, and and you you got to put at least one of them on Patreon. So I want to briefly touch on the differences because the second and I, I watched a, all of the third season and a little bit of the second season. The second and third season, the HBO seasons are very similar to each other. Um, very different from the Channel 4 season. And it is funny that the Channel 4 season looks a lot more polished. Like, the first season of the show that's on Channel 4 in Britain looks a lot more polished. The camera work... Like, they have this big stage. The quality of the... Like, literally just the camera quality is better. Um, the film quality is better. Uh, it's, it's very... Uh, it just looks a lot more professional. Um, and then the the second and third seasons that are on HBO almost look like a public access cable show. Like they're kind of, and, um, and the thing is, it's like that works to the advantage and it works. of what it's doing. It, it works. <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know if that was an artistic choice or yeah. if it was literally just, they like blew the budget on getting him to America. But for the Borat show, it works especially because the whole joke is it's this like crappy little, um, mm. you know, Kazakh TV station. Um, and then the Bruno segments, it looks like that shitty bottom of the barrel entertainment show that you got in the early 2000s. Or frankly, even shows that weren't shitty in bottom of the bar- barrel. Like, I've watched some old Queer Eye, like the original Queer Eye for mm. the Straight Guy. And it's crazy how dated it I mean, looks. It is so funny, just like the world of reality TV in general, to like look back on that like 2000s, inter- like the wasteland of that entertainment of just like, Oh my god, this was all like yeah. so much of it was Have so I, bad. I used to watch a lot of makeover shows on TLC <laughs> in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh and it was always like the it was always this like Oh, you have to wear jeans with a flared leg and low, like you, your jeans have to have a low waist and a flared leg. And if your jeans don't have a low waist and a flared leg, you're trash oh, what are you doing? and you look yeah. like shit. And now of course everything's high waist and skinny legs, but it was like, <laughs> obviously you idiot. They have to be. Um, and, and Bruno just reminds me so much of those like shitty, like what not to wear type of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm coming really hard for these shows, but they were just so, they were really <laughs> awful. Batman and ultimately what were they even doing? Like, well, because yeah. the thing is like with what not to wear and a lot of these are like, uh, they, there were a lot of these where the like, people, the people getting made over were genuinely dressing horribly. Like they were genuinely people who needed help because they were wearing completely inappropriate, terrible clothes and it was affecting their lives. But instead of saying, Hey, here's a way to like, you know, polish this up a little bit and be more appropriate. It was just, you know, you're entirely wrong here. Take this completely new wardrobe that has nothing to do with your actual fashion sense or anything or anything that you want to look like or your lifestyle and just mm-hmm. wear this completely alien wardrobe and look completely that, different. That you and might not always, be able to afford. And they always like, <laughs> and kind of what pissed me off too was they all, they always made the women get really short haircuts and and it was and it was this attitude of like obviously you can't have long hair obviously and the woman who mm. hosted that show had long hair she had <laughs> long hair she was allowed to have long hair but every other woman on that show was like obviously long hair is shitty and you can't have it and they would make them get these really short haircuts and it's like you know the only reason you're doing that is to make her look as different as possible right 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 so that was a weird long tangent about TLC makeover <laughs> shows but yeah basically that's just what Bruno gives me flashbacks to mm. <laughs> there was one interview that I thought was uh, 
just hilarious where he's talking to the preacher. He says, uh, you ain't never got a whole pregnant. You ain't never got a whole pregnant. Oh, and that was another one where the priest just says it was a it was a Catholic priest. Yes. So it's like, it, obviously, you know, but but he just was is like, it this because is he over. Used Connie's or, or, or was it because he was firing blanks? And the priest just instantly was like, this is over. We're done. <laughs> this interview is over. I was like, I just love those moments. I'm just like finding what that person's limit was. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently for Andy Rooney, the limit is African-American vernacular. Well, I guess it's not African-American vernacular uh, English because he's or British, just slang. Yeah, just yeah. like anything that is not any, anything English that is not the whatever. King's English. Yeah. Um, is. And, and also, like, again, like, that didn't even feel like that much of a border, like, to cross because you think about it, it's like, oh, the joke is that he's asking a preacher if he's... Well, not, had sex not, before. Uh, I mean, a, a Catholic priest. Yes. Yeah. The joke being, of course he has it, you idiot. Like, that would be a dumb question to ask. But just the fact that he is so offended by the idea of you asking him if he's had sex, and he's like, this interview is over. Like, he doesn't yeah. laugh at him. He doesn't go like, what? That's an absurd question to ask. He's like, this interview is right. over. Right, especially <laughs> like, because right. it's not like, I mean, yes, obviously is an idiot, and it's taken to be a stupid question, but mm. like, there are Episcopal priests who, you know, dress in very similar uh, clerical garments who are, can get married. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not the most offensive question yeah. in the world. Oh, oh, and then he asks, uh, uh, he, he asks another person who's at a, uh, a pro-life rally. Uh, he says, uh, or, or uh, what we should call an anti-choice rally. But, right. Uh, <laughs> like, like, how do you, like, basically he tells them, like, uh, don't knock it till you tried it. I didn't like Burger King until I tried to flame a Whopper. <laughs> And, you know, that comes to a point that I always, like, have about these things, which is just, like, like any guy who's at these, you know, pro-choice rallies is like, who are you to even say that, so, like, you can't even have an opinion on this, much less the one where it's like, I just happen to think that women shouldn't have a choice, and that's, <laughs> that fits into with feminism, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? But just specifically, uh, um... So he interviews this one guy. He says, uh, "You know, uh, n- no one should have abortions because personally, I would wait till marriage." And uh, you know, the guy cuts him off. He says, uh, "You know, allergies like wait, d- does that mean you're a virgin?" He goes like, "Well, yes." And he just goes, <laughs> "Yeah." He just giggles. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it because it, it seems so involuntary. It wasn't like a ha ha. It was just that little like. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, like, uh, I would say, like, you know, normally I'd be like, oh, come on, you know, dude, probably, you know, feels like losing, you know, he's, he's like, no, that guy was but proud of time, being a virgin. Yeah, but it was like, well, just the idea of like laughing at this guy on TV, you yeah, know, like, yeah. that feels a little bit, but at the same time, no one told you to advocate against women's rights to something exactly. you literally will never yeah. get to experience firsthand. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, not, not only, can, not only, are you not going to need to have an abortion, but you also probably won't ever need to pay for an abortion since you're not getting pregnant. <laughs> like I was thinking about, you know, in terms of some of the, 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 the saucier and stuff that he catches where it's like, Oh, you know, I enjoy the pop of the moment of like, Oh, you know, the redneck dude saying like, you imply that I'm gay. I'm going to not, I'm going to, you're going to lose all your teeth, boy. So you better watch what you say. Watch what you say. Like it did that one episode oh, yeah. where you just go like, God, like you that, better watch what you say. That was the thing. Cause I thought at first, like the guy was just sort of, you know, like whatever. And then all of a sudden it was He's like, like, you oh, better shit. be real careful what you yeah. say. Yeah. Like, yeah. At oh first the God. guy just seemed like kind of a big dumb doofus. And like, it was like, okay, whatever. And then, and we started doing that. It was like, oof. Cause he hadn't, the, that was the thing is like, I feel a little conflicted or not really conflicted. I, I, I don't like it when Bruno 
basically aggressively sexually harasses a guy yeah, and like, then what acts the, like, like the guy's homophobic for not liking to be hit on. Yeah, like, and, and that one in particular was like, oh, uh, what type of guns do gay people like would you recommend? And the idea being like, Oh, you would be a person who would right. fire off gay and so that you know, was like, the gay person, right? Yeah, like, and the joking implication. Right, there. that wasn't sexual harassment. That was like, and you know, obviously I feel like anybody would get irritated at saying, you know, anybody would be a little irritated at, oh, you think I'm gay? No, I'm not gay. And then have the person keep insinuating. Like, yeah, that would yeah. be irritating. But jumping immediately to violence like is like, being oh, so okay. offended yeah, by, like even like, being associated you right know? yeah that's uh, like an instantly like okay you think I, that being gay is the worst possible thing that somebody could be called we'll say with the guys with the spring break dudes where he's like I want you guys to be really intense and say, like, yeah. send the TV. Oh, God. That one, the little guy, that little guy who was just kind of, like, pumping his arms. I don't know how to describe He was, like, doing, like, a, a upper body only running man movement really fast. And it was, oh, my God, that was so fucking funny. Like, all the others were kind of jumping around, and this one guy was just sort of, like, pumping both of his arms back and forth repeatedly and it was so fucking funny i don't know why the joke being is like oh you know I, I, we're here for the eurovision you know foreign tv thing for spring yeah. break and you know we need you to say spring break with lots of energy and yeah. the guys are giving like so much energy yeah. but the idea is that and he then, would end each part would be like okay could, but could you give a little right. more energy well, you know? and then, like and then of underplaying course, how crazy they're being you and know? then he gets them to show off their butts and they're all like very in <laughs> they're in, all instantly like you want to see my butt cheeks yeah, yeah, and they like yeah. take their pants down. They're like wiggling their butts, oh and God. then and then when he says, "Okay, say hi to Austrian gay TV," then they get mad. And it's like, did it not occur to you that gay men might watch this before he said it was for gay TV? Like, did it not occur to you that gay men might be enjoying you showing off your butt cheeks? Like, I, did it, like, did y'all not realize he was gay? Like, yeah, like, but that is one of the ones where it's like, okay. That wasn't nice. I mean, it was, that was, I found that pretty funny. It was just like, cause they were, like, they were clearly just liking showing off and then, mm -hmm. um, like, but being yeah. so like offended by the idea yeah. of like, what gay people are going to like it? Like, you know, I'm it's getting like, flashbacks. You, to the it's fucking... like, you're, you're college wrestlers and you just flashed your butt cheeks. Like, of course, <laughs> like, like, you, you know, do realize that wrestling singlets are kind of like a thing in gay porn. <laughs> it flashed me back to that uh, Eddie Murphy comedy special where he's like, oh, you know, if there's any gay people in the audience watching my butt, don't look at my butt. You know, just like this soul aversion to the idea of someone thinking of you in a homosexual way that you have to point it out and specifically, you know, like yeah. it's just calling that that tension out that was so real at that time. Um, and and uh, like I said, I was feeling sort of in a way of like, oh, you know, is it is it cool to like, you know, you know, use these people or whatever. But I, I said, uh, you know, these type of people are more likely to be conservative anyway. And so in that vein, uh, I'll take the conservative cop protecting argument by saying that, uh, you know, if they don't have any racism to hide, uh, it shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've got nothing to hide, uh, the bigot, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, so, so that's how I feel about that. <laughs> you can take that how you want. But uh, do you have any other uh, notes you wanted to say about it? Uh... It's interesting to see, I mean, this was basically Sasha Baron Cohen coming into his own. Like, he he had been in things, mm -hmm. but this show was him 
you know, really launching his whole thing where he, you know, where, I mean, and what he was originally known for up through, I think, the Bruno movie. And then what happened to him, it's interesting because, uh, and I guess like this will be sort of the arc of this season or whatever you want to call it of, Mm. of us talking about Sasha Baron Cohen is, you know, he made his career, he made his reputation on, um, being this, you know, gotcha kind of character, mm-hmm. you know, like prank, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and he was also in movies, and then he became so recognizable that he couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. And then he became so successful that he could afford really good prosthetics, and now he can do it again, which <laughs> yeah. is who was we'll America. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But yeah, it's so it's interesting. It's like the beginning and the present of his career is so full of this, and then there's that middle period where it was like, Trying to figure out what to do. Trying to figure out what to do when he was basically just a Hollywood actor. I don't want to say just, but like Mm. he was kind of stuck being a regular famous actor because everybody could recognize him. Yeah, yeah. Um, So. But he does grow his hair. Like he, I remember even like in the early days of like, oh, knowing that here are, here's this one guy playing three different characters. He does look very different. But yeah, like how does he make him look like that? And (laughs) and I will say like, I think also like the extremeness of the characters is part of it because I mean, Ali G having the skull cap and the goggles that Uh, he's wearing. Um, you know the goggles, like yeah. and the and the really silly facial hair, and the different um, voices, like you know, so distinctly yeah, like, different. Just in in terms of them being different, I think them having like extreme speaking mannerisms. Yeah, like yeah, where it's just having, like, who is this guy? How like, why is he the yeah, strong yeah. accents and like you know Borat's just got the strong accent. Ali G has the fake patois, and then Bruno has like the sort of he has like, like the Austrian he's got the sort Austrian of accent. accent on top of you know sort of like over the top flamey yeah, gay yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to say gay speech but you but, know uh, what, like what what is that word not effervescent but it's just like flamboyant, flamboyant like yeah, yeah 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 so uh yeah and it's like these very distinct things done on purpose to make it so that like these are such different characters, right? Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna get them mixed up with each other. Yeah, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, the, it, this is the, the the sort of brainchild of the show, and I feel like it is still a show that we can go back to. Oh and yeah, enjoy. I mean, it's still got a lot of value to it. Um, and yeah, I guess um, yeah, it's it's interesting also that I. I think one thing I appreciate it is that it's not all about skewering rotten people because there mm-hmm. are rotten people who get exposed and skewered, but there's also perfectly nice people who, you know, getting to sort of watch them react to him, react to him. <laughs> like I, that chicken guy, the veterinarian, like it was just, so. Funny. I will say, and this was, I think a sketch that I saw back in college because for years they're like, why is it wearing that? Like the the chicken with the furry legs. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah. like he's you know like why like why is it wearing that? Like that that I still like some of our neighbors have fuzzy chickens and I think of that every time I see them. <laughs> it is a weird looking chicken. <laughs> he's got pants. Uh but uh yeah, if 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 you don't have any notes left, you know, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah, and I I, I did sneak one more picture of donut. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll probably upload it to their yeah, uh, <laughs> Patreon. So if you want to support us, uh, you can head over patreon.com slash review a new. You can see every uh, other episode that we put out. As well as uh, if you want to uh, support us by uh, requesting an episode, you can go to ko slash uh, 
uh, review a new podcast. I think it should be review a new podcast or just review a new. Type it in both of them. You know, you you'll see it eventually. And uh, you know, so you can support us and uh, ask uh, request for a uh, movie for us to review. It's only uh, thirty dollars for that. Um, and you can see or, Donut. Mm-hmm. And you, or you can uh, support us for $5 on the website, uh, patreon.com slash review, and get to uh, hear the episodes, hear every other episode uh, early before we put them up. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, go do do all that. Get with it. Act like you want it. I'm going to be uploading these to my, um, actually, my uh, RC streaming channel where I'm going to be uploading other, like, snippet, snippets and stuff like that since uh, a lot of people seem to be... Uh, enjoying that channel and how I'm uploading stuff over there. So, you know, uh, I hit the link tree, you know what I'm saying? Get with it, act like you want to support the show, uh, you know, support the Rap Critic Show, all that fun, sexy stuff. And uh, until next time, you know, I'm DJ. And I am Evan, and this is Donut. I'm Donut! <laughs> and wow, wow, we wow. <laughs> Alright, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, because I think my wife... Uh, <laughs>